And hello, my friends, Nancy Matthews here with the Be Real, Get Real podcast. And today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Montrella Cowan. How are you today, my friend? Oh, my goodness. Anytime I'm in your presence, Nancy, I am doing phenomenal this morning. <laughs> that feels so How are good. You? I, I feel the same way, and I am so grateful for your being in our world, in our community, and, and for this really uh, important conversation we're gonna have today. So first of all, I wanna welcome everyone to the Be Real, Get Real podcast. This is all about sharing real stories of real women making a real difference in the world. And today our conversa conversation with Montrella is going to be around how to grieve with grace during a national health pandemic. And it's interesting that when when all of this first started, there was like, okay, this is going to go on for a month, or it's going to go mm -hmm. on for two months or three months. And here we are well over a year later. Yes. And there's, I think, you know, Montrella, there's still a, this kind of hope of things getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know that that's ever going to happen, right? Right. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to dive into that today and um, also give you some tips and strategies to move you forward during this time because people are grieving all kinds of things yes. and we're not even done yet. Like yes. There's, there's more stuff coming down the pike. Yes. Um, so let me share with our audience a little bit about you and your background sure. before we dive in. Uh, so crushing barriers to mental health and wellness through motivational speaking, therapy, online courses, and life coaching Montrella Cowan is a licensed therapist, an entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and an all-around survivor, and I would say thriver, mm -hmm. who inspires everyday people and professionals to step into their greatness. Mm -hmm. She is a firm believer of the mantra, truth over trauma, so hashtag that, go ahead and put it in the, in the <laughs> comments. Uh, Montrella is no stranger to trauma. Hailing from the inner city projects in Brooklyn, New York, Montrella was surrounded by a plethora of generational woes, including teenage pregnancy, incarceration, welfare, dependency, and extreme poverty. Yeah. The taxing nature of her past traumas, including being raped at 14, giving birth at 15, and then losing that same daughter at age 25 from lupus, has given her an exceptional ear for listening and understanding for clients. She's the founder of Affinity Health Affairs, LLC, and she believes in a practical and holistic approach. And we're gonna let you know how you can get in touch with her. So first of all, thank you for sharing uh, a little bit about yourself and your past. And it, so let me start with all of these things that happened in your life, did you know, like how did early on, did you know that you wanted to be, get into the field of mental wellness yeah. and help people? Sure. You know, um, it's interesting because I kind of fell, tripped my way into it, <laughs> Nancy. Um, and I would say that for anybody, there's a lot of people, you know, young and old who are still searching for what is their purpose. And as I'm a therapist by way of social work, um, and what I say now that I have finally found myself is that social workers are born, not made. Um, I actually happened to do this. I was I dragged my son's father into a parenting class, like, hey, we need some help. <laughs> and while all the other parents were actually court order, we were there, you know, just there to learn. I love learning. 
-hmm. And, um, you know, at the end of that course, uh, the, the parent educator who was a social worker, who was getting her master's in social work at Bowie, she said, hey, she pulled me to the side. She said, I invited my supervisor to see you because we had presentations we had to do. And I did one on Black children are geniuses. <laughs> and yeah, they observed me and I got that job. I wasn't even looking for it. I was like seven months pregnant with my son. So I fell into it. Um, but nonetheless, as you read a little bit of my bio, and that's just a little bit, <laughs> um, you know, I've come from hard knocks, you know, born in Brooklyn and, you know, I've experienced the effects, the negative effects of, you know, what crack cocaine can do to a family. So I was torn apart and things like that. Now, what do all of that have to do with today? Um, and why are we talking about grief? And how do you, how can we even say, how can you grieve with grace? Like, isn't that an oxymoron? Right. When you're down, down low, where's the, you know, grace in that? You're feeling yeah. miserable. You're feeling sure. down. And, you know, that too. So how do you find the strength? And, and yeah. what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from you is how you found strength and mm. grace yes. amidst all the yes. traumas and, and things that you've been through. So, yes. so as you're listening in today, Whatever you're experiencing right now in this moment, or maybe from the past that's still with you and burdens you, or what your fears are about the future, know by the example of this beautiful woman before us that there is a way through. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And I like to start with the definition of things, just so everyone's on the same page, you know, because we have different words we kind of throw around and it's jargon and it's like it means different things for different people. And so what is grief? Grief is actually just an emotional response, right? Um, of dealing with things, of with coping. But a lot of times, oftentimes, people think of grief only in times of death, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, we've experienced what? Lots of deaths, millions of deaths during COVID and this national pandemic. However, it's any time we experience loss of change. So Nancy, if you are in a fabulous home, but you get your dream home, you're going to grieve the other home because there's memories there. You know, if you get a promotion at work or even, you know, your business woman as a, you know, your transition, it's almost like giving birth, right, with the business. Yeah, the business and as it grows, yeah. like everyone's not going with you and all of that kind of stuff, that causes us to grieve as well. Well, so and, and so I'm really glad you're bringing this up because there's, there's another layer of this, which adds to the stress around it, is, oh, what are you upset about? You have this beautiful new home. Like there unless it's something really, really traumatic, other people then say, oh, well, what do you have to be sad about? So like, yes. oh, I can't even feel what I'm feeling. Yes, <laughs> yep. that's right. And that's that's so important because when we talk about grace, we're really talking about the natural flow of it and not doing the fight or the flight, which are the typical ways that we cope. Mm -hmm. It's more about embracing the experience. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talked about the five stages of grief. And I love how you brought up, you know, you know, just even being upset and other people are looking at like, what, what are you upset about? How dare right. you, right? But right. there are five stages. You have the denial, you have the anger. So that is part of it. And that could be anger toward yourself, toward others, and even toward God, because you just don't quite get it, right? Yeah. Then you got the bargaining stage. This is a lot of what ifs and if perhaps then, right? And then you have the depression stage and that looks different for different people. So that can be anything from staying in the bed, not wanting to get out of the bed to, you know, just not being motivated to do your regular activities. And then finally we get to that stage of acceptance. 
but we go through those and then not cookie cutter. We don't go through them in order. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And you can't, you know, you might jump around them, but you can't skip them. They're going to show right. up in some way. That's right. But yeah. you can start at depression and then go to denial, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You can be in acceptance and then a holiday or a memorial or birthday or a scent or a voice triggers you and take you back to those other stages. So just understand, you know, and I found in, in my therapy practice that sometimes people are um, grieving for decades, for example, a divorce or something like that. And with COVID, it's important to understand that we can grieve multiple things at the same time. So you can be in different stages according to, you know, whatever you're grieving. Wow, that feels really heavy to consider. Yes. Yeah. You know, you might have lost a business or a loved yes. one. Your way, yes. our way of life was taken away from us, right? And so maybe this first thing happens, you know, maybe the business doesn't do so well and you're in a stage of grief around that and then yes. somebody dies and now you're yes. in denial and anger over there. And it, Yes, right. That's okay, right, girl. So how do we deal with it? <laughs> so, all right. Where's the grace? How do we find grace in yeah. dealing with this? Yeah. So the number one thing, you know, and if as the audience listens, I want them to take away one thing for sure. And that is you're not alone. You are not alone. And however you're feeling is okay to feel that way. Whether you're angry or feeling in a depressed mood, it's okay to feel that way. So what I would advise is that write down all the sources of grief. And I'll just take that personal example. You know, not only did I lose my mother in 2018, four months later, I lost my 25 year old daughter, right? Now as a parent, that is the worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially because China and I, that was her name, we have been through so much already. As you mentioned, I was, I was actually raped by her father, but we made it through, you know, and she was really my inspiration for my growth. I had to stop, I had to start living. I didn't give a darn when it was just me, you know? And then four months later, I lost her too. So because of COVID and its triggering environment that we're in right now and all the losses, that will stir the pot, right? And so I too am, you know, remembering, heavily remembering my daughter. And she was very sick with lupus. She was just diagnosed 11 months prior to passing away. Very she sad. had a daughter. She had, my grandbaby wow. was five at the time. And so this is just one example of how you can you can be feeling like you're in acceptance and then something happens, which will make you remind you. So just know what sources of grief you have and where you are. And that's a huge start. It's just confronting. Well, and there's a process, I think, when when something you know not good happens and devastating, you're either really dwelling on it or trying to not look at it. At that's all. right. Yes. Right. And, mm -hmm. and either one of those two things are detrimental, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay to, to be, though. You know, a lot of times my clients are like, well, what do I do to get through it? Well, you have to be with it. I think that's a very important part right. of life. People try to run away from it. They yes. start drinking, drugging, sleeping, yes. whatever those escape yes. mechanisms yes. are. And alcohol yeah. is a depressant. So it's mm -hmm. not, you know, they say that there's nothing alcohol won't make worse, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so first, we're going to write write it down, like really look at and, and here's the other thing you may not realize you're in a state of depression. Mm -hmm. So how can we. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm OK, I'm OK. Mm -hmm. You know, this next day, oh, no, I'm OK. Mm -hmm. 
But mm -hmm. how do we identify if we actually are going through some of these stages of grief? Well, I think platforms like yours, so I'm glad your listeners are listening. They're listening, they're here. Yeah. And yeah. share this, you know, share this because, you know, people don't quite get it. They don't realize, oh, wow, like I was depressed for decades, you know, after being sexually assaulted at 14 and things like that. And I didn't realize it either. It wasn't actually until I went uh, to help, to volunteer at the DC Rape Crisis Center, that I began to get my own healing and get validated for feeling the shame and the guilt for what had happened to me and stop, you know, and I finally stopped blaming myself. So sometimes you won't know, it's what we call like a blind spot. Right. And so share, share this information. I will also say the best way to be a friend, to be a parent, you know, is to refer out. It's very important that we hear from someone or have someone who's objective, who's not emotionally tied to the loss or to you, because our family and friends are called that because that's what they're supposed to be, you know, our champions. And they're going to enable, unfortunately, sometimes very negative coping, you know, or based on their own limitations and fears. So reaching out for objective health is one of the best things you can do. And I've seen results starting at the first session. That's great. So so let's talk a little bit about um, this grace piece, because I haven't heard that part yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's dial into that. How do we find um, grace? Yeah. Well, actually, that's what we that's what we embrace it. Mm -hmm. That is the grace. Grace is going with the flow of it. Mm -hmm. Right. When we go the other way, that's when we get the resistance. And it's similar to like, you know, we all got our learners permits. Right. And before we got our driver's license and, you know, they ask you this question about if you're sliding on ice, for example, which way do you turn the wheel? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and turn into it. Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And then it's straightened up. But, you know, intuitively, we want to go the other way. And that just makes things worse. So just kind of being with it and understanding that you, you know, that knowing that how you feel is real and it is OK. And I think that's the, you know, the best thing you can do. And yes, as you embrace it, you will agree with grace. So I get a lot of times how how do you do with Montrella? You know, how can you help others? You know? and things like that with all the losses. Well, when you get to that acceptance stage, you start to recognize, well, I had her for 25 years. My God, like I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for my firstborn, right? Even her brother's inspired by her life. And my daughter was phenomenal. She was a track star. She was a poet. She had bought her own home in DC, a huge accomplishment at 24 years old. She was a mother, she had a full life. She traveled all over the world. You know, I made sure that my kids had, you know, world experiences. So that's, you know, that's how we get to that. And um, I'm going to ask this question. And I'm glad we went back to talking about your daughter and how you got through that. Um, the loss of a child and getting angry. And you said this earlier, getting even getting angry at God. Yes. How, how can, how did you reconcile that for yourself? Mm. It was a process. I would say the the number one thing, the number one area that I sort of took up residence as far as the stages would be bargaining. Mm. Because again, I lost my mom and then my daughter. So that's like two generations strip. Like, you know, my, my daughter was at my mother's going away service and now four months late. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And so just a lot of conversations with God. I do think faith is another thing that helps us, you know, to be graceful. 
as well as to, you know, be with our experiences, we have to have the faith. And I know that I've grown in my faith so far. And, you know, that's that's what got me through. Yeah. Just yeah. believing that there's a deeper, you know, that there's a that God has a divine, uh, you know, path and, you know, that to, we're on it. We're to, on to it. Yeah. Path. Some of the greatest people, they didn't live that long. Right. Mm. Yeah, That's not something we want to normalize, right? Is that we no, die at no. 25, especially with technology and everything. But you know, some people they just come and they do what they gotta do and, and you know, at least this lifetime. So and, coming and, to terms uh, with that. Yeah. Coming to terms with that, looking for the gift that was in the experience mm -hmm. you did have. Yes, yes. Um let, let's talk as we as we start to round out today. And and let me share, because I know there are gonna be people who we're like, oh, this woman gets me. <laughs> let me go ahead and put sure. that towards, there we go. So down at the bottom, um, and for those listening, you can go to affinity, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y.com, affinity411.com. And she's got resources for you there. You can even schedule yes. a session with her. Uh, let's come back to, to talking about this national health pandemic. Yes. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that we can do to have greater acceptance around yeah. it, to bring yes. that grace into the experience, because yes. things are not normal mm -hmm. yet. Right. right. We still got to wear a mask when we go to the yes. supermarket and all those other pieces. Yes. What are some of the things we can do to help us, you know, through to embrace this? Yes. That's really yes. what we're talking about. Yes. And that's why I think the first assignment that I you know, requested is uh, so important is to identify the sources. So, you know, someone might, again, just kind of focus on the losses as far as deaths. But you just mentioned several right there within COVID. We, we are, you know, I'm a I'm a theater person. I love live mm, entertainment. We're not concerts. <laughs> right. And yeah. so, you know, that may be one, you know, anything with your work or your business can be another one. So identifying that, you know, all the different grief balls, right? You know how when we go to a, a medical appointment, you, they always take what? What do they, or, no matter they what? take all the vitals. There you go. Yeah. Well, I'm asking that you take your grief vitals. Mm. We need to know where we are so we can know where we're going. And then the final piece um, that I would suggest is have a vision. Have a vision of where you want to be. It may look very different, this idea of freedom, because we're the free world, you know, but we that'll cause us to be creative and what have you. Don't focus on the how right now and don't dwell on, you know, what you don't want. That's very easy. You know, oftentimes I ask clients, what do you want? And they go right into what they don't. Fascinating, <laughs> Whether it's a relationship or, you know, and some of us have even, you know, lost, you know, romantic relationships or there's challenges right now, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't realize how much going out to work saved our relationships. <laughs> Being stuck in the house yeah. together, that's a whole new skill set that's required. Mm -hmm. So identifying that and then having a vision of how you want things to be. Yeah. Beautiful. Focus on what you want, not what you don't yes. want. And mm -hmm listening for, oh, I'm focusing on what I don't want. That's a clue to what yes. you do want. And, see yes. it as yes. and it's hard because all the evidence suggests death, loss, mm. destruction, helplessness, hopelessness. Yeah. You know, so remember at the start, I said, you are not alone. Also, hope and help is available. It's available. So know that. And don't worry about money and all that stuff. I mean, there's EAP, which is an employee assistance program. So even if you're not working, someone in your household is, you are entitled to licensed professionals as myself. I'm a certified employee assistance professional. That'll give you two to six to 10 sessions for free through your work. 
and it's all confidential. I also take commercial insurance. So help is available, you know, but we just have to see that vision of being not just physically healthy, because a lot of us do a good job with that. And then we neglect ourselves mentally. Mm, Powerful, powerful Mm -hmm. advice from a beautiful loving soul who's here to support you. Thank you so much for sharing of yourself today and for following the path that you say you fell into, but we all know there's more (laughs) to it than that. Nancy, thank you. Thank you and your sisters for the powerful work that you're doing. I mean, you're talking about altering the planet for the better. That is you. So I really appreciate you. It's a true honor to be a part of Women Prosperity Network, as well as to be on your show today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It is our pleasure um, our and, and our purpose to you know, highlight amazing women such as yourself so we can have conversations that do make a difference for all of us. Thank you. So thank you again for joining us. I appreciate you so much, my friend. Thank you to all of our audience joining us today. Be sure to check in. We'll be back with another episode of the Be Real, Get Real podcast. Until next time, make it an amazing day, my friends. Bye-bye for now.